Hi there. Welcome to Lake Ridge Community Church Podcast. And this is a place where we get to share uh, some of our messages from Sunday mornings. Uh, we're glad that you're here to listen, but we'd also love to have you in person. So if you'd like to pop in some Sunday, we meet at 1030 at Our Lady of Wisdom School here in Chestermere. And uh, you can obviously check us out as well at uh, www.lakeridgecommunity.com. Thanks for listening. of COVID, the curses of COVID have isolated us. But the gift or the blessing that's come with COVID is actually we've been reminded of how much we need each other. And maybe even how much we took for granted some of our relationships that we had before and our opportunities to be together. So I just want to kind of point that out. Now we're in the middle of a sermon series. A sermon series, as Preston's kind of shared, it's a little bit about time. You know, this time that we're in, this life that we're in. And, and so we've t- covered a few topics um, where we've talked about how God sees time, right? God doesn't really see time that well, in our, my opinion. I, I think God's actually quite bad at it. Um, and to be honest with you, it's been one of the things that's been really frustrating for me is that I don't like how God sees time. I, I wish that God saw time a lot faster, shared a little bit about that last week. What does it mean or how do we, how do we find ourselves working through the rhythms of God? It's one of the topics we talked about, that God has a rhythm of how God works. And and he actually calls us to experience and to to test out our own rhythms. And and I think that, that, interestingly enough, one of the gifts that have come in the last six months is that we've all realized maybe, maybe, how fast we were moving. And that, and that, that being forced to slow down, uh, as hard as that might have been, it was very hard for me, um, might have been a gift. And I realized some professions didn't get to slow down. Some professions had to speed up. But for many of us, we were kind of forced to slow down. So we've talked a little bit about what tension that creates. And tension, as we've talked at Lake Ridge a lot, is not a bad thing. Sometimes we have a tendency to see tension, right? It's a bad thing. But tensions actually are meant to stretch us. They're meant actually to teach us and to grow us in, in kind of new ways, right? And so this morning, this morning we're going to talk and kind of wrap this series up a little bit as we look at time in terms of our legacy. What is it that we, we leave behind? What does that look like? Okay? And, and, and so for us, I want to talk a little bit about what does that look like in terms of our mission? Okay? Right? And so I, I don't want to just talk about Lake Ridge's mission. I want to talk about you thinking about your mission. Like, what are the gifts that you have that you're going to pass on? That are going to live timelessly once you and I are gone from this place? What does that look like? And how do we determine what, a, what kind of legacy we want? Right? These are the timeless, timeless gifts that, that we kind of get. Now, as a pastor, I get to, and I say get to, um, I get to be a part of a lot of kind of big events in people's lives. Uh, I don't get to go to the hospital anymore when babies are being born, because that's weird. But I do often get to see some of our new babies in their homes right when they come home. It's super, super fun. I, I get to be present when people are being baptized. I get to be present sometimes at very special, like, 
weddings and anniversaries and like these events that take place. And, and, and I, I consider it to be actually a really incredible joy. And I don't want to diminish these events as small, right? But I actually want to tell you that legacy, the gifts that we give to go forward, actually don't happen during those events. <laughs> the ways in which you will leave a legacy actually happen in the struggle and the challenges in between each of those events. The day-to-day -day events and the things that you do, the choices that you make, the way in which you choose to value life or devalue different things, all those things, that's actually where your legacy is created. It's actually in the unseen things. It's kind of a weird thing, right? Because when we think legacy, we go, what am I going to be known for? Right? What big thing am I going to be known for? But actually, the true gift the true legacy that you leave is often found in the small places, right? So just, just think about that. It's in the moments between the birthdays. It's in the moments between the anniversaries, right? That's when legacy is created. It's in the moments of struggle. It's in the moments of sacrifice. It's in the moments of perseverance that actually legacy is being handed down and taught and all those kind of things. Right? You imagine as parents, if you're, if you're a parent, you can imagine that, right? That actually your legacy as a parent is not going to be handed down by the way they envisioned your birthday. <laughs> Think about that. It's actually not how your kids are going to remember you by the big birthday party that you threw. The legacy that you're going to leave your kids is going to be through those moments of struggle where they saw you love them when you were exhausted, <laughs> right? Even those moments when they saw you go to work, right? The moments when you made the meal, the moments when you did the things, whatever those things might be. It's actually where legacy is going to be remembered. And, 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 and one of the things I didn't list that is an honor and a privilege for me as an event is our funerals. And pastors get to go to lots of funerals. <laughs> we do. And you'd think that that would be actually one of the hardest things for pastors to do. But actually, I have to be honest with you, and I've said this before here, being present at funerals is probably one of the greatest gifts that pastors get to be a part of. Well, it comes with pain, and it comes with sorrow, and it comes with suffering. But it also comes with great story, and it comes with great places where we get to see where someone's life was lived and where they persevered where they struggled. That's legacy. That's what it looks like, okay? I was taught a long time ago uh, when, I was, when I was trying to actually run ministries and even when we started Lake Ridge that we, we cast a vision, right? And here's this like cliche statement that, that when you cast a vision, you should begin with the end in mind. How many of you heard that? Yeah, okay. So my mentor told me that. He said, when you cast a vision for Lake Ridge, begin with the end in mind. And then he added this. And be open to God's direction and redirection. Over and over and over again. Be open to God's direction and God's redirection. This is not in my notes, so I'm going to share this. Actually, I don't often have people come to me with prophetic things to say to me. But it does happen sometimes. And actually, when I was getting ready, when I was getting ready to, to be a part of this church plant here, I had somebody who had, who had some gifts. 
And she came to me and she said, I got to tell you something that I was dreaming last night. And, and the dream uh, had lots of details and lots of things. But at the end, what was fascinating about what she said was, with all these things and all these beautiful things, what I think I'm supposed to tell you is that Lake Ridge is not going to look the way you dreamed it. And that that's okay. And there have been Sundays, and there have been Wednesdays, and Fridays, and other days of the week, where I've looked at us and I've gone, this isn't what I imagined. Even this morning is one of those moments. Where I go, I didn't imagine this. I did not imagine that we'd be sitting and people would be with the chairs and there'd be a camera in front of me, all these weird things that come. I didn't imagine that this is what Lake Ridge would look like. And yet this morning, as I was singing here, what I sensed was that the people of God gathered in his name to worship him and hear his word. That sounds pretty good to me. It might be different than we imagined it. But that doesn't remove God from the story of Lake Ridge and what God is doing in our midst, does it? May not be what we imagined all the time. That doesn't take God out of it. Okay? So begin with the end in mind. Be open to God's direction. And then, and I always need this one, God's redirection. Right? I want to remind us, actually, that when we come to church, it doesn't feel the same. doesn't mean that that's always the worst thing. Like God is still at work, and God is still doing his thing, and we need to allow him to do that in our own individual lives, but even in us as a church and in our city. It comes with letting go, but it also comes with receiving new things. So I just want to say that out there. All right. I want you to think about this for a second now. We go back to legacy. What... What is it, and maybe just in your head, I want you to think about this for a second. What are you hoping to give this world? What are you hoping to give this world? One of our values at Lake Ridge is generosity, so, so we'll take this giving. And I, I just want to ask you, what are you hoping to give this world? It's a hard question. It's actually a question that's really, really hard. Now, now for me personally, I have some personal goals, Okay? Got some personal goals, hoping to build some, some beautiful things. Some of those things are physical. Some of those things are, 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 are humans. I'm hoping to actually build beautiful humans, right? So, so these are a couple of those kinds of things. But, but as a follower of Jesus now, I just kind of want to add that on there, that I actually believe that I have been called to co-partner with God in sharing the good news, in sharing the gospel. But actually, I, I actually believe I've been called to do that. Now, I, I want to be clear about this for a second. When I say sharing the gospel, I mean sharing good news. Okay? So, so and, and I have, I'm going to be bold here and say this. I believe that the gospel is that Jesus Christ died and rose for, for the forgiveness of our sins so that we could have eternal life. I believe that. But I also believe that Jesus came to share good news. And sometimes good news looked like healing somebody. Sometimes good news looks like food. Sometimes good news looks like clothing. A lot of times in our culture, good news looks like listening to somebody 
who is suffering. I moved yesterday. I tell you what, at 9 o'clock yesterday morning, good news came by, in, in the form of six men who showed up to help me move some of my heavy things. <laughs> it was good news. It was gospel to me. I want to be clear, actually. What those guys did for me yesterday was gospel to me and my family. We felt incredibly loved. And they brought good news. You hear what I'm saying? We need, as we think about legacy, as we think about gospel, we need to think, what is the good news that I want to leave? as a legacy. Think about that. Okay? As I get increasingly older, as my newfound beard is showing, I am getting increasingly older, whether I like it or not. Okay? <laughs> it's turning a little bit gray. But as I'm getting increasingly older, I do think about what I want to be known for. Now, what's interesting is, when I was thinking about this this week, I actually don't, I don't actually care that much if I'm known for being one of the planting pastors at Lake Ridge. It was funny when I was thinking about it, I, on my little list, I, I just did the list and I was like, I don't really care that much about that, I guess. And, and, and it kind of caused me to start thinking, what are the things and how do we determine what are these things? that we choose to leave as a legacy. What do they look like? And maybe this is helpful for you, and I'm hoping that this might be helpful for you, but when I think about it, when I think about what I want to leave, there's some practical truths that I can look at in my own life to see what that is. In fact, some facts about what kind of legacy I am planning to leave. It shows up in my practices Right? It shows up in the things that I work on in my own personal life. Right? I can actually look at those things and go, oh yeah, these things. Okay? Paul wrote in, in 1 Corinthians, and it's this text that I'm kind of using this from. And I, I, you know, I've always promised you that whenever I found something in the Bible that I didn't like, I would tell you before I preached about it. Okay? So Paul uses this metaphor in, in 1 Corinthians that I just don't like. And, and here's why. Because it's a metaphor of training for a really long race, like a marathon. And I can't think of anything worse <laughs> that I, I would like to do with my life than to run a marathon, okay? So all power to you, Patrick. Patrick is here this morning, and he's run several marathons, including one a couple of weeks ago that he was telling me yesterday, yeah, I, I pretty much just about died while I was doing this. So I was, yeah, that doesn't sound like anything fun in that at all to me, right? But, but, this metaphor that Paul uses is to, is to really, like, to tune our body, to train our body, to actually endure suffering. Right, Patrick? Is that true? Felt like suffering? Yeah. I don't know, because I'm not going to do it. But, but this suffering of training for a marathon, right? And, I, and I'm certain... And I'm, I know there are other runners here too, but I'm certain there were many moments when you were in the training process where you were like, I don't actually have to do this. Right? I don't have to do this. 
but yet it's part of this goal that you've set. And so we require training. When we think about that, we take that into our spiritual lives, right? We think about that for a second. If you want to know what kind of spiritual legacy you're working on, well, you can actually look at it. It's actually factual in your life. It's in the practices. It's in the things that you practice on a regular basis to stay connected with God, to stay connected with others. It's there. Now, you may not like the reflective work that you do. You may not even like the answers that you get. Right? There's been lots of seasons in my life where I look and I go, man, I wish I could say I was doing those things and working on these things in my life. And it's just simply not true. So, so I want to just challenge us to think a little bit about what are the things that you're doing. And, 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 and I think um, in the training, training requires dedication. It re requires disciplining ourselves to some kinds of routines. Some kinds of routines. Right? In short, it requires sacrifice. So here's my question for you. This is a question for you about how you might discover what your um, legacy is. If you want to know what kind of legacy you're leaving, then here's a question for you. What things and what people are you willing to sacrifice for? What things and what people are you willing to sacrifice for? You sit down and you start asking that question to yourself. And I tell you what. You will bumper right up against the kind of legacy and the people you are leaving your legacy to. They'll be right there in the same column. What are the things and the people that you are choosing to sacrifice for? Start asking that question and you'll bumper right up against, right up against the legacy you're leaving and the people you're leaving it to. You hear me? You get that? Actually, a pretty simple process. Like I said, though, you might not like the answer. And I want to be very clear that I didn't just say, I didn't just say the things you're responsible for. You hear me? I want to be very clear. I didn't just say the things you're responsible for. I said the things that you are willing to sacrifice for. That's where you will find your legacy and the people that you will leave your legacy to, okay? I often hear people, and I say, what are you giving? This is what I do for a living. I do this. And I'm gonna say, well, the legacy you leave is actually in the sacrifice that you make. It's in the sacrifice. That's where we find the sacrifice. Now, as you look through your list and all those kind of things, as you do the reflective work of asking yourself those questions, oh, there's going to be some places where maybe God's going to speak and he's going to remind you of some, some things. Uh, maybe he's going to remind you, and I, if you're me, oftentimes when I spend time with God and I, and I do this reflective work, usually the first thing is I see all the negative things in my life, the things that I really believe I really need to subtract. And, 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 and those aren't bad things, and, and maybe we do need to do that. But that's actually not what I want to do this morning. What actually I want to focus on is what I think we would be surprised about when we think about the legacy that we're leaving. That when we do the reflective work of who we're willing to sacrifice or what we're willing to sacrifice for, that actually what we would discover is that God is quite pleased with who you are and with what you're doing. 
I've always found it very interesting when people come into my office. I think sometimes they come in, they, they treat me like a priest, like I'm going to come in and tell you what's, what I've done wrong, or all those kinds of things. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. But I think sometimes the work of Preston and myself and other followers of Jesus, when people come in and sit down with us, is actually to point out the places where you are already very much in line with the gifts of God. Where you're already very much in line with leaving a legacy of love, peace, joy, patience, kindness, goodness. It's an interesting thing. We, we don't notice those things. We spend time with God in reflection. And we think God tells us all the things we're doing wrong. And it breaks my heart that oftentimes what we don't notice is actually that when God looks at us, he sees good in you. Doesn't mean there aren't things we could subtract. That's not what he's saying. That's what I'm saying. But what I am saying is, pay very close attention to the places that you are in line. Where God actually is using you to leave his living legacy. Now, if you're at home, and you didn't know this, we're going to do communion this morning. And so if, if you're at home, I'm going to just talk to the TV for a second. If you're at home, jump up and go get yourself a couple of things for communion. Maybe that's water today and a piece of bread. And maybe that is something else. But something that could signify the bread and, and the juice of the body. There we go. It was Theo. Touching buttons. If you are here and you didn't uh, think to grab yourself one of the, the communion things at the back, then I encourage you to slap your mask on and slip back and grab one of those, or one of you from your family can do that. But we chose to do communion this morning for two reasons. One, because we haven't been together in six months, and it is very important for us to experience the, the body of Christ and the blood of Christ was an important thing. But we also chose to do communion this morning because when we look at the life of Jesus, we look at the life of Jesus and we think about the legacy that Jesus left, right? One of the most profound physical gifts Jesus gave to us was the celebration of the Last Supper, of the Eucharist or communion or whatever it is that you are used to calling it, right? That, that actually when Jesus gathers together with his disciples, in that little upper room, that Jesus is very much thinking about what legacy he wants to leave. That three-year legacy that Preston talked about this morning in the kids' church, right? Jesus is trying to remind his disciples that he was not fooling around. That he actually was, was trying to leave a gift to us. 2,000 years later, he was trying to leave a gift to us. And so this experience or this practice of communion is this physical reminder that we here in the church can, can use, can do, can try, can experience. And it is meant to remind us that Jesus was profoundly interested in leaving a legacy. Right? It's a living legacy. It's not a legacy that ends. But that Jesus was really, really interested in that. So when we take communion, right? When we take communion, we actually are experiencing 
what it would have been like to have Jesus personally hand us this legacy. What's interesting about that legacy is that it was a legacy for the forgiveness of sins. But it was also the passing of a torch for sharing the gospel, the good news. You hear that? It was also the passing of the torch for sharing the gospel and the good news. So when we take communion, we of course remember what Jesus has done and the legacy that he's given. But we also pick up a duty or a responsibility to be the people of good news and the gospel in the places that we go, in the things that we do. Right? I'm going to pray and then I'm going to do a little introduction. And, and for those who are here, we're doing these, these I'm going to say it, these silly little cups. They're very, very interesting. You too could have one of these. Little Dixie cup. <laughs> and I, I have to be honest with you, I, some of you know that there's a character that sometimes shows at Lake Church and makes fun of church things. And that, that character uh, has most definitely made fun of these in the past. And so I think he, he would laugh really hard that we're taking communion out of these little things. But your pastor stands before you and says whether, whether the body of Christ comes out of a little shrink-wrapped cracker and a drink or not does not change even one bit the profound nature of God's choice to send his son and of Jesus' choice to sacrifice his life so that you and I could be free. Right? Let me pray. God, we are grateful that you chose to send your son Jesus, that your son Jesus came here with intention and purpose. God, I am so grateful that your son Jesus was so close to your heart that he was willing to walk the streets of the ordinary life and to be present with those who are suffering, to be present with those who are celebrating, to be present with those who are angry and frustrated, to be present with those who were every gamut of emotion that we have ever experienced. I thank you that your son Jesus was not just God, but that he was also human like me. And that he knows what it is like for us to struggle. God, I pray might you reveal to us the places in our life and story where legacy is appearing. May you reveal to us the places we are willing to struggle and those we're willing to or suffer and those we're willing to suffer for so that we might be able to discover this beautiful legacy you've called us to. For this gathering, we are grateful. We are grateful that you permit us to meet in this space which we have missed. God, I pray might you continue to keep us safe as we experience life in this room, but also outside of this room. God, might you be with those who are at home as well. May your blessing be upon us this day. In your name.